welcome pioneers we are in season three through the eyes of men upcoming fathers and i'm just so blessed by this to just sit and listen to all of these guys talk about what they think fatherhood would be like for them it has just been such a blessing to me and on here today we have jordan <laughs> jordan tell us a little bit about yourself uh yeah my name is jordan um i am 30 years old and i'm currently finishing up college to get my teaching degree uh bachelor's in secondary education uh in mathematics specifically so kind of a math nerd kind of like all the things that most teachers slash students hate um <laughs> <laughs> but no uh yeah i'm just kind of a i like to feel like i'm a pretty open understanding guy um I attend church over here in Spokane, over at Genesis, and uh, I've met a lot of wonderful people there who definitely have changed my life, both in role model ways and in just kind of maturing ways, too, as I've uh, just lived here for the last five years. Um, big music nerd, big me uh, game nerd, just kind of a all-around jack-of-trades guy who likes trying new things, but also likes uh, understanding who he is, which is basically uh, a nerd. <laughs> Just gave us your whole Instagram download. <laughs> Boo! You know, drop it all right there. <laughs> Are you expecting a child or do you want one in the future? Uh, no, I definitely, uh, I do want children in the future. Uh, in a weird way, I'm, I'm not, I'm thankfully not expecting a child right now. Uh, mainly just because there are a couple other things I do want to have done before I get ready for parenthood. Um, yeah. First and foremost, being married. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But also, I'm just finishing up my degree, like I said, and I want to get into like a nice, stable place where like, I'm in my career field. I am able to just kind of financially prepare for a lot of things, but also just kind of feel like in my place in my life right now, um, I'm just still learning things and growing and, and taking things from mentors and stuff. So yeah. while I'm, I'm not a expecting father at the moment, I'm okay with that because it's helping me prepare for when that does happen. Yeah. Are you married or dating? I am not married right now, but I am dating. Uh, I am with uh, my wonderful girlfriend. We've been together for going on six months now. Um, and things have been wonderful. And it's been probably one of the best relationships, if not the best, I've been in. And I've already just learned so much from her and learned so much just from our community around it. And it's been the first time ever that I've looked at it and be like, oh, this is a healthy relationship and this is what potentially a healthy marriage could look like as well. Wow, 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 wow. Do you think you're ready to be a dad? Um, no, not currently. Um, but like I said earlier, like, I'm, I'm okay with that too because um, I think sometimes uh, dads are not realizing that and then they jump into being fathers way before they're ready and Granted, sometimes some of those guys, they get thrown into it unexpectedly and they have to learn to adapt and adapting is a good talent to have. But I think mm. there there is a certain level where you can understand when you are ready for fatherhood. And realistically, like, I don't think you'll ever be fully ready to be a dad, but like there are things that you can kind of check off for like yourself personally that yeah. shows that you've put yourself in the best possible situation to be ready to be as successful as you possibly can mm -hmm. as a father. Mm -hmm. What are you ready and prepared for as it pertains to fatherhood? Oh goodness. Um, and I, I think I'm ready for 
like the challenges of just raising children in the sense of like understanding the toughness and the frustration that's going to come along with it. Um, I think some of that I can uh, attribute to being a teacher and kind of been able to volunteer and help out at different age levels and just, uh, just seeing how children are and understanding like their mentalities and they know that they're still growing, still learning. And so like the things that we convey upon normal adults as frustrating or as like, um rude or just like not respectful you realize as children like they're still learning these concepts and understanding that so be able to translate that to when i'm a father and look at my children and be like able to take that step outside of that tunnel vision and see them like you're still learning you're still going to do these things and that's okay because this is the safe space to learn that um i think that's something i'm very blessed to have because I feel like a lot of parents, not just fathers, but parents in general, don't recognize that or don't have Mm -hmm. that. And they just kind of immediately want to start treating their children as adults. And that's a really unfair Mm -hmm. expectation for them. So good. What are you unprepared for? I mean, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like I said, let's be honest, like no one's ever really truly ready to be a father or mother, right? Like it's just, you know, every child is case by case. They're all different. That's one of the most wonderful things about being a human is we're all unique and beautifully and wonderfully made in these images that are nothing alike by the person standing next to us. And coming with that is the personalities and the traits that those personalities develop and so like i mean i mean like shoot i don't know when i have a game plan for how i want to raise my children and i do that perfectly and then something still happens where they're not responding to it it's like yeah how do you, how do you expect for that mm-hmm. and you that's where that whole like having the skill and intuition to adapt is so important um mm-hmm. and instead of turning around being frustrated with them and trying to force them into that that square peg you made for with your game plan or just giving up, like learning how to adapt and learn how mm-hmm. to, to listen and to read your children and to hear from your children. So you, you can actually attend to what they actually need and not what you think they need. Mm, so good. Is your dad in your life and how do you think that will affect your fatherhood? Yeah, no, my dad definitely is my life. Um, thankfully I've been blessed with having my father there from day one and We have most certainly had our ups and downs and we have clashed heads more than I can count. And we've had those moments where it was very like frustrating to have him as a father, but on the sales side, he's been there in more times than I can ever possibly imagine. And I think in both good ways and bad ways, he's taught me what to do and what not to do as a parent. And honestly, like, I know I thank him for that. And I think he has definitely, already had an effect on me on how I will be a father, but mm-hmm. I believe that he will also continue to affect me when I'm a father and he's a grandfather to him. Um, especially like even just seeing how he is now. Um, my sister, I have sister three years younger. She has mm-hmm. uh, a daughter, my niece. And so he's already kind of entered that grandpa stage of yeah. being a fa- the grandfather in a sense. And so I fortunate enough have even been able to see a glimpse of how he could be as a grandfather and also got on to see like what, not to do and what to do as a grandfather and what I would want him to do with my children. So yeah. I've definitely been able to scope out and skate, uh, um, gauge all these skills that he's giving me and showing me, but also how I realize like, oh, this is how I want other family members to be around oh. my children. Could you be a father to someone else's child? 
I've definitely like I've struggled with that through years because I've definitely had moments where I've said yes and then I've yeah. had moments where I've said no and, mm-hmm. I, and looking back in the moments where I've said yes at those times I think I've said yes more so because I wanted to be in a relationship and I just so badly wanted mm-hmm. to be a father that it was more of just saying yes to anything just to kind of get in a spot where I wanted mm-hmm. and never actually thinking about like could I actually be a father to them mm-hmm. and the times I've said no are the times that like I'm just like I'm just not ready to be a dad in general or I'm just mm-hmm. like relationships are awful I don't want to be in one right now you know the, the lows and highs in that sort of sense um but you know I definitely believe that if my calling was to be a father for someone else's child, or if my calling was to be with someone who had already had kids from a previous relationship, while mixed relationships um, can always be hard and sometimes messy, um, I truly believe that um, I'm capable of whether whatever I'm equipped to do or to handle in those times. So while I may initially be like, no, I don't think I could or not be. I, I, I believe that if that was my call in time, then yeah, I would have that change of heart and I would see them as my own. Yeah. How many kids do you want? Um, I've always said I've wanted no less than two. I like the idea of having like a brother or a sister, a sibling to yeah. grow up with. Um, not that single kids are the worst i have so many friends that i know who are single children but like there's just something about having that that partner for life of like yeah. you know that 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 best friend that you grew up with and who knows mm-hmm. you in and now who you can always fall to when you may not certainly feel comfortable talking to the parents or may not have someone else who kind of understands you in those moments because even as parents we fail and we have like mistakes that we do and we you know we misread our children and yeah. having make like a brother or sister who who's on the same way with you and sees different yeah. sides of you like i think that's important and i think it just also helps build strong societal like understanding and like mm-hmm. how to be around other children and stuff too mm-hmm. so i've always said no less than two um i'd say no more than four so like two to four in that range has always seemed like mm-hmm. a, a healthy but also decent sized family that just yeah. sounds fun and exciting i come from kind of a small family too so I, I like the idea of having bigger families anyways yeah everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How would you handle the death, miscarriage, stillbirth, cis, etc. of your child? Um, I feel like I definitely put a lot of thought into this. And I feel like it's just something I don't know. I don't know unless I was actually there because like mm-hmm. I can think of it from a scenario based situation yeah. and yeah it's obviously awful and I see how it's affected other like friends of mine but like it's different when it actually is happening to you and mm-hmm. I'm not in a position for that to happen to me so it's like I mean I don't think I think I would handle it well in the sense of like understanding that this is something that happens in a broken world and this is something that happens in our day and age and also understand like it's not just happening to us it's happening all across the world but i would still definitely like be broken by it and be like just kind of 
grieving for it and mourning for it because it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's nothing to celebrate it's nothing to be like positive or optimistic about like you can you know you can mourn for it and and definitely like understand the severity of it but you can still handle that in a well way and Mm -hmm. i i feel like i could be there but then again you know when push comes to shove that actually happens like i honestly couldn't tell you how i would handle it once i'm Mm -hmm. there what traditions do you want to break with your kids? Uh, the traditions of understanding that, like, they have to listen to their parents and that what their parents says goes and what their parents say is, like, that's that's what they need to believe in. That's what they want to, what they have to follow. Because yeah. while I believe that parents are great role models and setting examples when they're doing it, in the correct ways, yeah. sometimes that becomes more of like a, I guess, one is a dictatorship or a way mm-hmm. where like they're more imprinting than they are guiding. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I want to establish a, a relationship with my kids that I'm guiding them. And in times when I need to push or shove, I will. But for the most part, it is an opportunity for them to to develop their own independence and develop their mm-hmm. own ability of critical thinking and choices and having their own opinions and, and even having a chance to debate them and just see like where their reason comes from and mm-hmm. not to be telling like, well, this is wrong of you, but to be like, oh, okay, well, that's a great different perspective. And let's, let's formulate that and cultivate that into something that is, whether it's more accurate or something that's more like sound and logical, but yeah. I want them to be able to, to have that freedom to, develop in all the ways that they they are while obviously still keeping good guidelines and good structures for growing up into someone who is equipped and successful to be an adult later on in life on their own yeah what traditions do you want to start um traditions i want to start are i guess in my life like while i had independence and while i had like the ability to make my own choices mm-hmm. as a, a as a boy growing up, I never really had opportunities to really kind of embrace the more emotional side that that mm. children can have, especially for like boys and men. That like, mm-hmm. um, and that that wasn't always because it was like restrained upon in my family, but it wasn't ever encouraged. It was just kind of mm-hmm. one of those things like it was there. Um, and so for potentially having, you know, sons, like that's something I want to start as a tradition and even just go entirely into all my children. It's like emotions are a real thing and we need to know mm-hmm. how to cope with them. And we need to understand that while we have emotions and we can, and we can feel those, we have to make sure we don't dwell on those. We have to make sure they don't, yeah. are, they aren't the, the guiding factors of all of our choice and options. Mm-hmm. Like they they can help influence them but they shouldn't be the main reason we make our choices or the reasons we do things and so i've I've seen too many children nowadays who if they're having a bad day or if they're feeling upset like that shuts them down like that rules them for that day and it's just like they don't know how to cope with them and they don't Mm -hmm. know how to to even just address those feelings and to Mm -hmm. assess them and like understand how you can have control of those you can still feel them but you can control them and yeah. mm-hmm. that's something like i do want to work with my children because i want them to not be afraid of those emotions and you know, we have these emotions mm-hmm. for a reason they are you know they are warning signs or they are indicators of something but yeah. some of us just let them become the the captain of the ship as to say and those are the ones that 
essentially create the impulse of actions that we make as mm-hmm. humans. And that's, I, I honestly don't think that's good. That's not sound logical reasoning there. And that's something that I want to instill in my children is that learn how to work with them and live with them, but don't let them lead you. What do you want your children to know you for? Uh, I mean, hopefully a loving father, but I hope they would also know me for someone who gave them every opportunity to successfully be themselves Um, Mm. and to be a father who, even if I have moments where I don't agree with them or I don't see eye to eye with them, that I never use as a a deterrent to stop supporting them or to stop helping them still continue to achieve what they want. Um, I just, I want to be someone who helps them see that you can see differently on opinions, but you still can cultivate and help support each other as well. Oh, so good. We can just keep talking. I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this all day. I can what keep talking want- as well. No, right? <laughs> what do you want to impart in your kids the most? Um, I mean, I feel like it's... Realistically, it's a culmination of everything I've, I've kind of been talking slash rambling on about. It's just, I want to partner to them the understanding that you can have different opinions. And yeah. that doesn't mean you can't work with people or be friends with people. Like, so much of today's a- day and age is that if we don't see eye to eye, then we're, we're enemies. We're like, you're against me. You offend me. Mm-hmm. You are someone who is trying to suppress whatever it is. And in actuality, it's like some of the greatest conversation some of the greatest inventions and some of the greatest breakthroughs in life have come from two people seeing differently on each other and challenging each other's opinions or challenging each other's beliefs or even Mm -hmm. just morality just in a sense of not so much that you're wrong but it's more just helping you better create a sound logical understanding of what you do and why you believe that you do that and and anytime you have someone who can't handle opposition or can't handle someone not 100% backing them and they immediately go into shutdown mode or defense mode because they feel like they're being attacked or they're they feel like they're being manipulated or abused like that just doesn't that doesn't bode well for someone as a human but doesn't bode well for society as well and the last thing I want to do is to help help that by giving children into this world who also fall into that I would rather raise children who if someone doesn't agree with them they are okay with it and and hopefully in some instances they're excited because now they have a challenge of someone who's opposing their their opinions and beliefs and either a help them see a different perspective or a different Mm -hmm. viewpoint of what they originally thought Mm -hmm. or b they're helping challenge these children to create a better stronger argument for what they are standing for and either either way it's a win for that child because they either have learned something new or they've learned something more about themselves and they've continued to grow in that knowledge and grow in that resilience and even grow in that foundation of whatever they believe what do you have to say to other upcoming fathers? Um, don't be afraid. Uh, that's, that's one thing. Like, I'm definitely like, it's, it's funny trying to, to think of this message because I'm not even an upcoming father yet, right? Like, it's something yeah. to be in the future. But like, if I had to speak to, if I was imagining talking to myself or talking to someone I know, um, yeah, don't be afraid. Like, <laughs> A, you're going to mess up, you're going to make mistakes, but adapt to them and understand that 
it's still early on and that it's okay to make mistakes because we learn a thousand times better when we fail than when we succeed. Um, but when you do succeed, like lean into that and use that knowledge, but also while you are the father and while you are the parent, like also be willing to listen to your children. They know themselves better than you do in some instances and cases and don't just fully let them guide you, but don't fully keep your thumb up on their head. Right. Like yeah. it's still a mutual relationship. Granted, you are doing most of the work when they're young, but it's still a mutual relationship where you both have a say in that child's life. So be ready for those moments, but also be ready to still learn. You are the leader of the household, but you still can learn. We never stop learning as humans. And this is just another one of those facets where yeah. you have the potential to be a better father even after you become a father. So mm-hmm. use those opportunities and be ready for all those unexpected scenarios. What do you have to say to this generation of men and fathers? Um, a, be there for your children more. Um, be present. Um, that's not in a accusatory way, but just be be mindful and be present yeah. in those those lives. Um, and do it in a way that shows them that you are trying to understand your children, and not in a way of you trying to help because. The minute you go in, assuming you already have all the answers and you have all the solutions that are problems, it is just the minute they'll stop listening because you're not trying to understand them. So mm-hmm. be there for them, learn from them, understand their ways or their background or where they're at right now, and then work together to find that solution. Don't fix it for them, help them. So. And then last question, what do you have to say to this generation of women and mothers? Who? Um... Probably, I mean, probably the same thing. Like, it, it comes from both sides, right? It's neither mm-hmm. just the, the fathers and it's neither just the mothers. Um, it is, there's a reason there's a mother and a father relationship is because where one can handle something, the other one can handle something else. Like, we, you both have weaknesses and strengths. So, in your own way, like, listen to your children and help them and guide yeah. them in the ways that are nurturing and and continue to create those atmospheres where they can cultivate themselves and grow up to be the the person they are meant to be and be that guiding factor but don't be the one who who is creating that template of who you think they should be like bring the resources and bring the the strengths and weaknesses and experiences that you carry as a mother into that Mm -hmm. relationship but as a a resource for them to discover who they're meant to be and not who you want them to be yeah that is so good well pioneers and beautiful people with that that concludes this episode be sure to come back for the next episode go to the patreon go to the website go share go follow follow us on instagram and with that you guys have a wonderful amazing and impactful week i pray that you take this and go change the world and we say bye bye